Hi, welcome to the Achieve My Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Valentine from 100.7 Kick FM, joined in studio, as always, Dr. Jared and Dr. Evan. Gentlemen, hello. Chris. So last couple of uh, podcasts, we were talking about back to school when it comes to nutrition with the kids and the parents and how they can uh, assist in that. We're going to kind of continue down that path, but change it up a little bit and talk about a hot subject right now that everybody seems to be talking about, the mask mandates and what's happening uh, right now around the country. Sounds like a great plan and a great show. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of things that are out there and a lot of confusion that I think that is starting to really start to show up in, uh, in communities, especially around how do we go back to school and go back to school, quote unquote, safely right. is, is a lot of the buzzwords and a lot of the terms that we're starting to see. Uh, and these are the things that we have to, you know, continue to, uh, you know, put some some education into our families, into our family members, and ultimately, ultimately help them understand um, that there isn't as much fear uh, out there that that should be. And so we have to really give people education so they can make proper consent uh, decisions based on how they're going to go back to school. And hopefully, maybe even their school board members, uh, maybe there's even superintendents listening to this podcast. Uh, you know, if not, if you're uh, one of those people and you're in our in our community, forward this on to your school board members or school, forward it on to your superintendents because there probably is going to be some great information right. within this podcast today. All right. So where do we want to start with this? You know, I, I would even start with kind of like, where are we at right now, right? Mm-hmm. In, 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 a, in a state of following even the CDC, right? So we've been following CDC guidelines and following CDC recommendations since probably the beginning of time. I, don't, I mean, the CDC has been around for, uh, you know, a number of years, right? And they've been making recommendations and recommendations and recommendations. Uh, well, this is where we've gotten to under CDC direction. Uh, we're one of the highest uh, industrialized nations in the world, and we have the high, one of the highest infant mortality rates in those countries. Uh, almost half of our children are at least uh, have one at least uh, chronic illness or disease. Uh, we have, we're the leading in pediatric cancer uh, in our country. The only outside uh, death for pediatrics is actually uh, car accidents. One in seven of our children are uh, on antipsychotic medications. We have one in six children learning uh, with learning disabilities. One in 12 suffer asthma. One and five diagnosed with emotional, mental, or behavioral disorders. That number has actually increased over the course of the last year because of all the mandates and things that happened last year in our school system. We have one in five of our children with uh, obesity rates uh, skyrocketing, one in 13 with allergies, and one in 59 with autism. And in fact, in the state of Minnesota, in school-age boys, it's about one in 36. And so following the CDC guidelines is clearly producing more and more, uh, unfortunately, um, disease in, in our bodies and, in, and unfortunately not giving us more and more health. And so today we, I mean, really focusing in on some of the recommendations or how do we go potentially against the recommendations of the CDC um, within, within legal rights and legal law. So what are some of the big things right now that the CDC is recommending that is maybe hurting uh, some of the students out there? Well, right now the CDC is recommending that all children, whether they're vaccinated or not at all ages, wear masks going back to school. And that it seems absolutely crazy, number one, because children, especially 18 and younger, are the smallest risk of anybody to have negative side effects from COVID. vast majority of children who are uh, infected with COVID have zero symptoms. And transmission between asymptomatic people has been shown to be negligent, which means that kids are not passing on. Anybody who is asymptomatic are not passing on this virus to their grandmas or to their teachers or anybody else. And so to put these kids back in masks, making uh, them cover their mouths, making them not be able to interact with people and to see how kids are so responded to not only just 
being around other people, but they respond to adults and to other people around them emotionally based upon facial expressions, based Mm -hmm. upon tone of voice, based upon body language. And when we are covering most of our face with a with a mask, kids aren't able to see how to interact socially and how to have proper facial expressions, how to uh, interact and how to respond in a normal, healthy way. So, you know, these kids are being forced to stay in their own little bubble. I mean, last year, thankfully, they kind of got away from this, but we can see it going back to this. Kids had to stay in one room all day. They could barely leave. They couldn't go to the cafeteria to interact with their friends for lunch. They couldn't. They had to stay within their own little six-foot box all day. And they could only take breaks every once in a while to take the mask off to actually breathe. And, you know, they're saying, research out there is saying that masks help when really they don't help much at all. It maybe will stop 1% of a virus from transmitting through the mask. And so it's not making a huge difference at all. And to subject these children to the psychological effects of covering our faces and not being able to respond to facial expressions is going to create a very negative effect on our children. Do you guys feel that uh, distance learning could be back in the future? Is it going to get that bad again? Or that hurts even more, right? It does. And unfortunately, our kids need to be in school, right? They need to be in front of teachers. They need to be in the classroom. They need to be around their, their peers. I'm not sure exactly how the test scores went last year in the state of Minnesota, but I guarantee they probably went down compared to um, previous years just because of the distance learning. Um, your question as far as fearing that it may happen again, yeah, unfortunately, um, I do have a little bit of a fear that it may happen again. Um, the stronger that the CDC comes out and recommends it, um, you know, you, you'll start to see states continuing to follow with whether it's executive orders, um, emergency policies coming into play again. And this is where, you know, we really have to be able to stand up or, or get in contact with our legislators, uh, making sure that your your House of Representatives, your, um, you know, your local leaders, your senators, Make sure that, you know, you're having meetings with them and conversing with them, um, talking to them about your concerns as far as whether it's around masks or, you know, potentially around vaccine mandates, vaccine passports. Um, these are the things that are really going to be on, on the um, kind of on the on the talking points and on the on the paper and on the blackboard this year as far as like for going back to school and, and going back to school, quote unquote, uh, safely. We've never in the history of a virus or vaccine seen what we're seeing right now currently as far as for having the mask issues, having the, the vaccine passport issues. Um, these are things that are unprecedented. Even when, when SARS and MERS and, and you look at chickenpox and measles and mumps, we never had to carry around a, a vaccine passport to say that we were, we were immunized or we had it um, even, even better, right? If you get it, the antibodies are actually shown to be better than most vaccines anyway. Um, so we want to make sure that, again, we are continuing to forge forward as far as like, you know, with, with common sense around virology and how actually viruses and bacteria continue to grow or develop, how they shift and drift, how they change from person to person. Unfortunately, that this, this specific coronavirus, uh, will, will, you can never catch up to it. You'll, you'll never stop it with a vaccine. It, it's, it's nearly impossible. People need to get the, that natural immunity to it. We need to kind of get the antibodies to it so that every year it comes around, it becomes more of a common cold versus you know more of a, a bad, bad flu bug um, that people are, are, are dealing with. And you know, these are the things that are definitely on the concerns of parents as far as like, how do we continue to, um, you know, have our kids in school so we don't have to social distance. 
And a lot of school districts, thank God, they're starting to, you know, really kind of wake up to this and, and go against some CDC regulations. Uh, you know, they're coming down with uh, a lot of the, the opening school policies that I've read. Uh, we're, we're starting to see that kids are going to go back to school normal based on, you know, some of the recommendations or, or what is the Minnesota Department of Health or what does our, our governor, you know, come out with with new laws or new regulations? What's going to happen with that? And then we have to follow that because we're scared to lose funding or we're scared to lose our licensure or whatever it may be. And so there's, there's different fear tactics and things that are coming into play um, if we don't follow certain guidelines and certain rules, uh, which is, you know, which is, you know, again, even more important to reach out to your senators and your legislators to get involved so that we can be talking and having open conversations uh, about the right to choose and the, and the, and the consent to choose uh, the direction that we want to go as a family or as a family unit. That's one of the questions I was going to ask is, uh, what have you guys seen? Are schools able to make their decisions independently or do, do the school districts get together or do they go off just maybe the CDC or the Minnesota Department of Health or our elected officials? Right now, in our current situation, all independent school districts are able to decide for themselves what they want to do. And we hope it stays that way. And right now, if you're a parent listening to this or you know somebody who's a parent, they need to get involved more than ever right now. Go to your local school board meetings, see what they're discussing. Make sure that you are, if you're not, if you don't want to be a voice, because I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to get involved with politics, but right now is the most important time to ever get involved with politics because it's your children's future, it's your future, and it's your body's health that we're talking about right now. And being able to understand and be able to choose what gets injected into you or your child's body is a major problem that we are facing right now because once we lose that uh, autonomy of what we get to decide what goes into our body, once we're being told, hey, you have to do this in order to be a part of society, uh, we're on a very slippery slope right there of what else can they mandate? What else can they say, hey, you can't go to college unless you have this. You can't uh, go to your job unless you have this. You can't uh, you know, go to a concert or go to a football game or go to anything you want to do uh, unless you have proof that you've injected this chemical into your body, which is being shown that this chemical isn't doing what they wanted it to do in the first place. The vast majority of people right now who are coming down with COVID have been fully vaccinated. And so this is showing that the vaccine is not working the way that they thought it would. The vaccine is having major side effects. Right now, I don't know if you've ever heard of the VAERS Vaccine Adverse Reaction website, but... Right now, the COVID vaccine has over 500,000 adverse effects listed on the website, which is more th than throughout the entire history of vaccines in the last 20 years since the VAERS website has been updated. And so right now is a major time for parents to get involved. My wife is running for school board because she wants to make a, uh, be a voice for these children and to uh, help our community understand what's going on. And so if parents aren't able to or don't want to run for school board or don't want to run for legislation, make sure that your legislation knows your point of view and knows what your opinions are. Uh, whether you are for it or against it, you have to make sure that you let your, your community and the people who are making decisions for your children know where you stand because it is the most important time to continue to have the autonomy to decide what goes into your body. Do you feel a lot of parents just want to sit in the sidelines because they if they feel they give their opinion, they're taking a side and they don't want to be judged? I think that it, it can go that way. 
Um, sometimes I think that parents um, want to say something, um, but yeah, they get ostracized. Um, the second thing is, you know, maybe they don't feel so, they know a little bit to be kind of dangerous, but they don't have a, a good education uh, to stand on, to have a good emotional um, conversation around something. Uh, <clears throat> so again, just that fear of, of being battered and not having a good conversation with somebody, a good argument with somebody. So education, I think, becomes second. Um, and then having just that confidence uh, behind it as well. And so the big thing that we're seeing now is that people that do come out, right, a lot of the naturopathic doctors and some of the, you know, independent physicians that we've seen over the course of the last year come out with different research studies or whatever it is, you'll start, you'll see them ultimately either get censored You'll see them lose their license, or potentially um, you'll start you'll start to see how the media starts attack them, or people start to attack them, and so mm-hmm. that's the biggest fear. You're even seeing that with with even some of our professional athletes now, right? Okay. They're they're coming out and they're and they're saying, no, I don't want this vaccine, I don't want this into us. Um, yet they're they're now they're just getting absolutely destroyed uh, by the media. So I think that there's a big fear factor on there as far as like what's going to come after you, what's going to happen. Um, so ultimately, I mean, that our stance is, is is clear as far as how we stand in our office, and ultimately with our patients, and ultimately how we talk to our community uh, members, but it's, we have to have that, that all, all health decisions have to be based on our informed consent. It just, it's, it's, it's need, it, it needs to happen. The one thing that's kind of irritating for me, it's frustrating for me is when I see our elected officials, some at a very high level, they come out and the misinformation is just, they're all over the place. And it's like, who do you even trust and believe anymore? They're saying, go ahead and get the shot and you won't spread it to somebody else, which isn't true. It's not true at all. And I hear that so much and then it's back and forth. And then it's like, I think people are confused over, over this. Yeah, it's absolutely false. Unfortunately, um, there is a lot of confusion out there as far as the data. And that's why it's so important to, when you're reading research is not just to read the headlines, right? You have to actually read the research, look at who funded it. What was the purpose of the, of the study? And then ultimately, what were the outcomes? And because you can always read like one line out of a research study that looks good, but then you read the rest of the paper and then it, go, it counteracts exactly what that one line just said. And so we have to be very, very careful as far as how to read research even, um, and then understand what the language within the research means. Um, so there's different variables or different percentages. They mean different things. Uh, and so that can be confusing to just the lay person as well, as far as just reading simple research. And so knowing credible sources is important not always listening to one side, I think is important too. So not always being a CNNer, not always being a Fox Newser, but how do you, you take from both networks, discern that and ultimately do your own research as well. And so those are important things. And knowing that, you know, we do have rights as people, right? I mean, we have rights to do our own research. We have right to formulate our own thoughts and our own conscious awareness. We have we have the rights to, you know, be able to express those feelings in, a, in our free open speech. And so those are the things and those are the freedoms that we're actually looking at, you know, potentially getting stripped away within the next, you know, few years. We've already seen some of it already happening. You know, what is the next year or two years going to bring um, if we continue down this slippery slope that we're on right now? I think I know the answer to this question, what you guys are going to say, but obviously a lot of people get their news from social media Mm. and what they see. How do you feel about social media playing a role in this and people's decisions? Unfortunately, social media has played far too big of a role. And big tech companies like Facebook or Twitter or some of these other social networking things, uh, they are private companies and they can push whatever they want you to see on Facebook or these social platforms. And it is unfortunately very one-sided. It's very censored. Uh, You're not getting the full story when you're seeing a lot of these things pop up. And just like Dr. Jared was saying, we have to be able to dive into something. And instead of just taking the headline and taking that for absolute truth, we have to be able to dive into that and read the research and understand what the full 
thing means uh, because so many of these big big tech companies are biased to one side. They are censoring and only showing you one side of the story. Uh, and it can be a very, very big problem to only get your news from a social media platform. When we when we look at you know what's happening right now with with some of these uh, these titles and things that are coming out, especially the mandates, right? Those are mm-hmm. the biggest things that I worry about with our children. But even not only the children, but what about the staff and the employees, right? Uh, you're starting to see some of these bigger medical uh, facilities, some of these other uh, companies around the United States, even starting to mandate this vaccine um, against their employees. Well, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know where um, for the greater good, right? I'm going to take this vaccine to protect you or, you know, you need to take you need to take the vaccine to protect me, right? Well, mm-hmm. my health is not your responsibility. Your health is your responsibility. First of all, you have to take health into your own hands. Make sure that you're eating clean, uh, clean uh, foods. You're eating and drinking clean water. You're taking the right supplements to boost your immune system. You're getting ample sleep. You're decreasing your stress. Those are all things proven to increase your immunity that you can take into your own hands to lessen that fear and anxiety around this, this virus. And so we want to make sure that it's not for the greater good, because when we when we think about things for the greater good, well, then essentially what we're doing is we're replacing that in the Hippocratic Oath. Right. And and most doctors out there, if they're if they're doing their research, they're actually finding out more and more about this vaccine and some of these mandates and then the harm that they're actually causing on these kids. So where did the Hippocratic Oath go out the window and for the greater good replace it? That's my question. That's one of the biggest questions that I've always been asking since the beginning is where does that take place? Second is when we harm, right, when we harm ourselves or an individual, you harm a community. And that's the biggest things that we've seen over the course of this, of this, uh, over the last uh, 18 months as well with our kids. Well, we're harming our kids by masking them, whether it's, from, whether it's from bullying. So we can talk about physical, emotional, spiritual, chemical, whatever it is, there's been damage that have been done to our children, to adults alike as well. You see more depression, more anxiety on a, on a mental and emotional aspect of things as far as harm. But then we talk about the physical harm that's happening, the amount of CO2 the amount of just uh, decrease in oxygenation to the brains. Um, so now we got a physical health issue as well. And so we're harming these kids. And ultimately, eventually, what that's going to do is continue to harm the community as these kids grow and develop. And then, you know, the last thing is the way that I look at medical mandates, medical mandates, all they do is diminish the sanctity of life. I mean, that's, that's basically what they do. They're basically stripping away your civil rights. They're stripping away all your rights. And they're decreasing your your sanctity of life. And so, you know, when we start to obviously look at how does the, when does the government have control of you or your children, right? And that's, Mm -hmm. if you're okay with that, then I guess, you know, that's your prerogative and that's your opinion. But most people, I believe, want control of their own bodies and want control of how they're going to raise their children. I I, I truly believe that's uh, how America's always been established. It's been around the family unit. A good family, uh, Christian value family uh, unit is how America was kind of founded upon. Um, And as we continue to strip away that, we we continue to move down a a very, very slippery slope. I know a lot of friends that are getting the same text that a lot of us are. They'll basically, it's a text from the Minnesota Department of Health saying, Hey, we'll give you a hundred bucks if you get the vaccine. That's yeah. the gist of the text message. I'm like, really? Just well, throwing cash at you? Do this? Yeah. Here's some cash. Well, we've never seen it in the history of vaccines, right? There's never been incentives for even a flu a flu vaccine. You mm-hmm. get like five or ten dollars if you get a flu vaccine. But now they're up in the ante. Why? Because again, nobody wants to take it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you're. That's pretty much what you're seeing. Is I shouldn't say nobody because that's not necessarily. There are people that are taking the vaccine, but the majority of people they're seeing more resistance against this vaccine than ever ever before, and, and that's why they're trying to up the ante. Um, and in fact, that's why they're trying to mandate things, right? If if nobody wants to take it, well, think so how many 
possibly billions of dollars or whatever these companies have in these things. Um, unfortunately, they might be losing billions and billions, if not trillions of dollars by people not, uh, not getting vaccinated. And so you'll start to see more and more mandates. You'll start to see more restrictions. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate until people start standing up and drawing a line in the sand, start screaming at your, at the, at the top of your lungs, showing up to capitals for rallies, mm-hmm. getting to your school board meetings, start making a, a little bit of noise. Um, that's how you stop mandates and that's how you stop tyranny, um, from taking place in the United States. Do you feel that the FDA approval is going to change things much? Uh, you know, that's the scary thing. And so there was a letter that came out um, from the president of the Univers- University of Minnesota, and it said that as soon as the um, vaccines become mandated, or excuse me, as soon as they become approved by the FDA, and they're not emergency use o- only, uh, as soon as they become approved, they're going to start mandating it across the um, the staff and even the athletes at the University of Minnesota. And so that's, mm. that's just one place that I've heard. And so I think that if it does get approved, you know, I don't know how the FDA can literally sit down on paper and look at this, especially with all the adverse reactions that Dr. Evan just talked about a little bit ago. Um, when you look at that, I mean, when you, when it got to that great with like Vioxx and Celebrex and some of these, they were pulled from the market immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you talk about the, the thousands and thousands of people that were hurt or killed from those medications. Well, we're starting to see that in this vaccine, and it's in the early phases of the trials. A lot of these trials from Moderna and Pfizer and, and Johnson & Johnson, their trials are expected to end in like 2024, 2025. And hmm. so everybody is just you know kind of part of the experiment in, the, in a roundabout way. Um, Let's talk about that for a second, because I, I think a lot of people are unaware of this. In 1986, the president at that time signed a document that says that vaccine manufacturers are not liable for any adverse reaction or any injuries to somebody who might have an injury from taking the vaccine. So now across the United States, they're trying to mandate that everybody has to put this needle into their arm and get injected with this chemical. But if you get hurt, you cannot sue the makers of the vaccine. You cannot sue the lawmakers who made the law that you have to take it. You cannot sue your employer that mandated that you have to take it. There is no liability if you get injured. But yet there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people trying to report that, hey, I was totally fine before I took the shot. After this shot, I am having these major adverse effects, some even death, Mm -hmm. some miscarriages, some uh, are incapacitated and in hospitals and paralyzed. These vaccines, they're saying they are totally safe and totally effective. Well, we've already seen research that says, hey, even if you've had the vaccine, you can still get it. You can still pass it on. And you probably have more of a viral load in your body if you've had the vaccine. So they're not effective and they're not safe. They are causing problems to thousands of people in America. Now, is that number small compared to the uh, total amount of people who actually got the vaccine? Yeah, there's many more people who got the vaccine that did not have a reaction to it. But we cannot say that they are safe and effective if there are be evidence that lots of people are getting injured by them. I'm very happy for the people that who have taken the vaccine that have not had an adverse reaction. You know, it's like it's like rolling the dice. It's a gamble. Hey, I'm glad for you that you didn't have an adverse reaction. But I have heard of a lot of people that have. And so I shouldn't have to be forced to put this in and roll the dice to see, hey, right. Am I going to be a lucky one that didn't have a reaction to it, or am I going to be an unlucky one that did have an adverse reaction to it that could even be death? 
Yeah, and if they do get injured, they have to go through what's called the vaccine court, right? So there's a specific court other than our federal courts that these people have to try to get into and go through um, where you're going to be compensated very, very little, unfortunately. So every time that a vaccine's giving, a certain dollar amount of that vaccine actually goes into the into a fund, a slush fund per se, mm-hmm. um, to pay for vaccine injuries and vaccine court. And so um, people can research that. There's a book out there, I think it's called Vaccine Court uh, by Wayne Rohde, I think is the name of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that people can can look up and get a little bit more information on. And again, just to kind of preface, uh, none of the stuff that we're talking about is is medical um, advice, right? And so uh, we can't, We our licenses don't in, uh, allow people to, um, we don't put people on medication. We can't take people off medication. That's not what our licenses do. But what we can do um, as far as like the doctors of chiropractic that we are, we can research, right? And we can read and we can formulate our own conclusions. And we're ultimately giving you the information, the research that we found, and we encourage you to actually go research it so that you can make informed decisions and informed consent decisions on whatever it is that you formulate as best for you and your family or between you and your your provider. Um, you know, those are the things that we want to make sure that we're clear on as well, uh, that we're not giving medical advice during this during this uh, podcast as well. You know, the second thing that we that we have to look at too, you know, Dr. Evan brought up some some great points as far as for, you know, with, with injuries or with the vaccine courts and the liability things. Um, you know, even in your own town, in your own community, you could probably just ask around because a lot of times, you know, talking with parents, they're like, well, I hear actually the opposite, right? I hear people that have, um, you know, less symptoms when they get it, or they've, they've actually done really, really well with it or whatever it may be. Um, again, we have to just, as you continue to ask around, uh, just as we ask in our own practices, um, we're aware of probably two to three deaths for sure that were directly related to the, to the vaccine. Um, I heard, uh, again, this morning of a, um, of a mom and a parent that came into our office. Uh, she was talking about a direct relationship with kids and, and myocarditis. Uh, so the inflammation of the heart lining and the heart itself uh, from from children, especially boys, after they get the, um, the get the vaccination. So these are the things that you need to be aware of um, and, and, and weigh your risks, right? And so everything and every choice that we have, it's always always about risk reward, right? Risk reward. And, and that's how I, that's how I kind of weigh this, uh, this vaccine as well. Are the risks greater than the rewards or are the rewards greater than the risks? And so those are things that families definitely have to discuss and, and have those talks um, for themselves. Uh, but ultimately, uh, in, in a younger age group under the age of 18, you have a 99.8% you know survival rate. Uh, I think that that rate of 99% goes all the way up to about 65 years of old, you know, 60 mm-hmm. years old. Um, when you get into your 60s and your 70s, it drops to about 90, 97%, 96% you know, survival rate. And above the age of 75 or 80, it drops to like 94% survival rate. So, you know, the and those are increasing every day because of the new medications, the new treatments, the new things that they're starting to use, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, just, you know, the supplements uh, or whether it's uh, the use of like different types of uh, pharmaceuticals like ivermectin and these types of things that we're starting to see better and better research on all the time. Well, it's interesting to hear that stat because you don't really hear that with a lot of the mainstream media. You don't hear about the survival rate. I heard a, a report yesterday saying that this this guy worked with three 25-year-olds and they all passed away. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. It's just like, you know, and they're saying that, oh, this this kid passed away, he was six years old, totally healthy, no side effects. That's what you hear. You don't hear about 
the other side. Right. Or you hear about cases, right? And now all of a sudden now we're now we're a society that's concerned with cases. Well, what about the cases of the sniffles or the cases of the allergies or the cases of, you know, the amount of uh, cancer rates or the cases of heart attacks and heart disease that are happening every day? What about the cases of diabetes? What are the cases of, of our childhood mental illnesses that are increasing, the suicide uh, numbers and the cases that we're starting to see? You know, these are numbers that if you want to talk about cases, we can talk about all sorts of cases, right, mm-hmm. that you can get concerned with. And then and then they, they throw in there every now and then like, uh, yeah, I heard about these two or three kids that, that died, unfortunately, right? It's a very sad story if that's the case um, and those are hard to hard things to explain right and hard to hard things to explain of why the body didn't handle that or why it didn't go that um, but we have kids that die in car accidents every day mm-hmm. we have kids that die of, uh, of drug overdoses every day so again putting into perspective you know again the survival rates and, and everything else we have to take in consideration yes it's sad that a life i mean all lives are valuable right and we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we preface that and we want to make sure that we stand on that that every single life is definitely important but at the same time with the survival rates and everything where they're at the fear should not be as elevated um, as as what we're seeing currently Another point I want to make uh, with exactly what you were talking about, Jared, is we're not coming on this show to shame anybody who did choose to get the vaccine. That was your choice. We hope you did your research and you made your best Mm -hmm. informed consent choice with that. That is what we want. We want people to have the choice. Okay, with all these mandates and with all of the uh, things that people are being forced to do, that goes completely against our Constitution and what this country was based upon. If you got the information and you decided that it was best for you and your family, absolutely more power to you. But don't force people to do something when they've done their own research and they've come to a different conclusion. That is what we are really trying to talk about on this show is where there's risk, there has to be choice. And these vaccines do have some risk to it. So being able to force somebody to take this in order to be a part of society, in order to travel, in order to go to school, in order to get an education or make a living for your family is just wrong. And so we need more people to stand up and say, hey, you know what? If you choose to get it, great. That's totally fine. That's your choice. But there needs to be choice in everything that happens. Right. For those that, uh, to wrap it up here, for those that choose not to get the vaccine, um, what do you guys recommend on, on how to stay healthy? I know you guys teach and preach this all the time in your office, but what are some things that people can do to uh, up their immune system and stay healthy? Absolutely. So what things we teach in our office is all about total body health and wellness. We use the five essentials to really help your body to function at the best of its possible level, maximizing your mind, reducing stress, improving your nervous system, making sure that your brain and your body is connected through your nervous system is a key part to making sure that your immune system is functioning well. Proper nutrition, eating the right foods that will not cause an inflammatory response in your body and decrease your immune system, removing toxins from the body and making sure you're exercising on a regular basis. When we can incorporate all of these five essentials into your life, it has been proven over and over and over again to boost your immune system, keep your body functioning well, and allow your body to do what it was naturally designed to do, which is fight off virus and fight off bacteria and keep your body in a state of homeostasis where you are not affected by these things. And one of the things that you want to add with that, too, is we can't guarantee that you're never going to get sick. 
right? Our bodies are designed to get sick, fight a virus, form the antibodies to it, and then have a less of a response every time that you're exposed to it. And so just the, the principles that we teach in our office aren't guaranteeing anything, right? They're not mm-hmm. saying that you're never going to get sick. We can't, we can't ever say that. Uh, but, but what it does is it actually puts you in a better place, right, to actually fight something and actually overcome something. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that you, we, we want to leave the people with is not only a way to contact us, right, mm-hmm. but one of the things I want, you know, to think about too is, you know, that we have to recognize that every single person out there has a personal responsibility right now. Everybody has a personal responsibility in holding your government accountable. Hold the government accountable by voting, right? So get out to the school board meetings, get out to the next vote. Um, making sure that you're holding the government accountable by voting is, is one of the best things we can do and by knowing what's going on. So stay informed um, with all aspects and both sides like we're talking about. Do your own research and also by sharing with others, right? So talk with others about what's going on. That's called like your civic engagement that you're supposed to be doing with your community and that you're supposed to be getting involved in order to really fight for, fight for your rights, fight for your civil rights, fight for our constitutional rights. Those are the best things that we can, that we can talk to people about right now is just getting more and more engaged. And so if people do want to find us, they can obviously find us at Achieve My Wellness on Facebook. Um, They can find us, or excuse me, Achieve Wellness on Facebook. Um, Achieve My Wellness is our website. So uh, www.achievemywellness.com is our is our website. Otherwise, they can reach out to us by phone at 320-762-2055. Guys, great conversation. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for we appreciate us. you as always.